Down to Business with Bobby Kerr. Brought to you by Bank of Ireland on News Talk. Now, traditionally, the building of apartment blocks towering high into the sky uh, may have been a bad thing, particularly in an Irish context. Writing recently in The Currency, its finance editor said this is exactly what Dublin could do with. Sean Keyes joins me now. Sean, good morning to you. Good morning, Bobby. Maybe give us the background to your thoughts here, Sean. Um, essentially, you were talking about, you know, the changing landscape of the city, the fact that uh, working from home has changed everything, that areas, uh, that Dublin has become a greater hinterland, including places like Kilkenny, Carlow, Leash and Wexford since COVID. So, and the pressure on housing then on the other side. So you have a solution of sorts um, and you might work, uh, talk us through it. Okay, well, th- a city does a couple of jobs for, for its citizens. Uh, the one would be it's a good place to go get work. That's probably its main job. But yeah. it's not the only thing it does. You, can all, you People go to the cities for reasons other than just to get a job. You know, you might go there because you're single and you want to meet a partner. You might, want, you might go there because you enjoy going to fancy restaurants. Um, but wor- working from home has come along and changed the first one. It's now less necessary to be in a city for good work. You can, it's now possible to accept working, remote working jobs from Florida, as a friend of mine did this week. Or you could um, you could have a job in, in Dublin, let's say, and, and live in Mayo and come in a, day, a night or two per week and kind of manage to balance your life that way. So it's less essential to be in the city for work. Yeah. And all things being equal, you'd assume that would mean less people wanting to live in the city. Population in the city goes down a bit. And you might worry about that. But as I said, like there's more to a city than just work. People come for all sorts of reasons. They come for, for, for fun and, and for amenities and for, to meet other people. So what I'm saying is that, okay, work from home has come along. It looks like it's it's looks like it's settling down at maybe a third fewer days worked in the office Uh, around the world. That number seems to be kind of stabilizing. That's going to shake out in less demand for commercial office space, and that will probably be a permanent drop in demand for commercial office space. And we've got all these offices. Yeah. A lot of them are new. A lot of them are new as well. We had a big office boom of building high quality new offices in the last in the last while. So we've got a lot of offices in our cities, and um, you know how how what we're going to do with them? You know, yeah. do we do do we just leave them empty, or is there a better way that we can repurpose them? Well, maybe I could help you with your argument there because I was looking at some of the office vacancy rates. Uh, Canary Wharf in 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 the UK is up at twenty percent. Uh, Dublin is somewhere between 15 and 17 percent uh, at the moment and that's a very very high vacancy rate it is and um, some some academics over in the US looked at this last year and they're tr- they're trying to model the likely impact of working from home on, on the value of commercial office buildings and their assumption was that it's gonna the vacancy rate will continue to climb up to their uh, they said twenty seven percent was the number that they chose but you know that we're not done like th- this isn't the, this isn't the bottom for commercial offices sure. in terms of vacancies it'll probably rise and rise and settle uh, at, a, at a higher number again so that's that's the first leg of it um, we've got our, our our cities now have a bit of a, a gap in them that they used to have and you know that could be. 
that could be a very bad thing if just if it was just waste wasted space in the middle of a city. But it could be a good thing too because you know there's okay office office buildings are typically located right in the center of town. Yeah, they in the center of town is um, a high demand place to live. People like to, people like living in the center of town because it's close to amenities, it's close to lots of other jobs. They can have short commutes. You know, all when offices, when when apartments and homes go on sale and get built in the middle of town, they're very expensive. So you know I, what I'm saying is that there's we need to think creatively to bridge the gap between lots of people want to live in the center of town, lots of empty <clears throat> commercial office buildings in the center of town. Let's, why don't we do whatever we need to do to match those two things up? Okay. Now, I'm with you on this because one of my long-held beliefs, Sean, is that people is the great solution here. If you've got a derelict high street uh, with no commercial uh, retail on it. If you can get people living in that same space, it will create its own marketplace. That's, yeah, that's right. Even we're, we're, we're talking about Dublin here. It could apply to other cities too. It's mainly a city thing, to be yeah. fair. But anyway, talking about talking about Dublin, it's 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 not it's noticeable, especially in the south city centre, that there aren't a lot of people living there. You know, in the daytime, it's very busy. But it's 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 shoppers and workers and commuters. Yeah. Kind of a now, crowd. one of the one of the main challenges to your argument will be the suitability of said office space uh, for to convert to housing, and I think you've done some research around that as well. Yeah. So I guess it, it, I wouldn't I wouldn't claim the credit for it. And again, it's the same the same researchers. They they're at New York University, I think, and other other American universities, and they took a, a stab at trying to estimate how much of this empty office space might be used for homes. And they had some assumptions sort of taking out, the, the, you know, the most, the most, uh, the newest ones, the ones with the longest leases on them, um, and also the ones with the deepest floor plates. But they found that about 11% of, of office buildings in, I think it was New York City was where they did their detailed sample, were perfectly suitable to be converted into homes. And doing the maths and applying that, to a Dublin scenario, you reckon that could give us five thousand three hundred new apartments? Yes, that's obviously that's a bit that's a, a ballpark figure. Uh, you can give or take on that. You know, as it stands, it's illegal to do this. So as it stands, you know, and this is because the- every every room in every apartment has to have a window and has to have a certain amount of natural daylight. That's right, and it, so those. those- so sorry, Sean, but so what we're saying here that in this scenario, then you would have your living space, which would have floor to ceiling views of the city, but the bedrooms uh, would have no windows. Is that essentially what we're saying? Well, yeah. I mean, if you can if you can picture your an office, a modern office, a large a large office, there what they what do they look like? They tend to have the elevators are in the center of the the building. They've got a huge big floor plate. Um, and they extend out and then they've got big windows all around the sides. And if you can visualize the difficulty in turning those into homes, I mean, you know, an apartment block by comparison doesn't have a huge big square floor plate. It has sorts of lots of little fingers. Yeah. So that every, so that there's an opportunity for light to get in into every nook yeah. and cranny of the building. And that's obviously preferable. Like it's what you'd want. Who wouldn't want that? But, you know, here we are and we've got these office buildings and, if you can, if you could relax that standard and make it so that an uh, an apartment would have, you know, 
uh, um, rooms in the interior, bedrooms in the interior, closer to the, to the core, living space closer to the to the windows at the edge, you could very quickly renovate and convert lots and lots of, of uh, empty office space into homes and get people living in the centre of the city. Finally, let me help you again, because uh, if you were to offer, say, a two-bedroomed uh, apartment uh, with a wonderful living area, but the two bedrooms didn't have windows for 50 grand, would you think you'd have any takers? I'd say you this would. This is it. I'd say this, you this, would. That's, that's the key point. That's the key point. I mean, it, so, it sounds like a terrible proposition, but look, bear in mind, what we're saying is either we, we, can, we can leave the buildings empty if, or you can do this. Yeah. Obviously, it's better, it's better for people to have windows in their bedrooms. Everyone would prefer that. But you can get centrally located homes, very short commutes, much less CO2 emitted through the, both through both the commute and, and through the, the construction or the, the layout of the buildings. You can get probably you can probably convert them and construct them quite cheaply. You know, there's there's a lot goes into the the decision of where you're going to live and yeah. how you're going to live. Windows are obviously obviously part of it. You know, and, you know, and again, I, I I I was thinking about this when I was reading your article. I was saying, how often do I look out the bedroom the bedroom window? I'm much more likely to look out the living room window. So and and and, it's, it's, and, and again, it's also it's also stages in your life, isn't it? I mean, yeah. I think I think um, as depending on on what, what stage you are in your life, you might put a higher premium on living near the center of the crack um, than sort of having yeah. more space and a bit more openness. Well, listen, it's very thought provoking, and the housing solution needs some radical thinking, and I think it's been provided there uh, by the finance editor with the currency, Sean Keys. Thanks for joining me this morning, Sean. Thanks, Bobby. Cheers. Down to Business with Bobby Kerr. Brought to you by Bank of Ireland. Saturday morning at 11 on News Talk.